On this episode, we break down the college football season, we discuss college basketball and the fall of the Giants. We ask, is cereal soup? And finally, we have an awesome interview with former Kentucky defensive back Blake McLean. All right, let's get it. You're listening to Boomer Dogs. The sacrifices that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here. As soon as I get enough money to afford him a new leg at the end of next year, we'll be right back. Season 2, Episode 2, it's Cam and Lanier. Let's kick this off by just jumping right into college football wrap-up. So what do you got, Lanier? Well, um, <clears throat> sorry to see your Sooners lose. Uh, tough loss um, there. But, hey, it ended up going how I thought it would. I feel like it ended up how most fans thought it would. Um Really, really a heck of a game. I It was a lot better um, than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a total blowout. I think um, how LSU came back in the second half was huge. You know, they, they, they struggled a little bit in the first half, and then they came back, guns blazing, and, man, they, they, they showed them. Yeah, so I think uh, LSU kicked butt, Oklahoma sucks, and the rest of the teams were whatever. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I mean, uh, Clemson got my hopes up there at the beginning for a little bit, uh, looking at how they were they were kind of routing LSU at the beginning. Not really uh, through points, but just looking straight at the game, uh, LSU was not looking good. Uh, Nick Saban was the greatest takeaway from that entire game. Watching him just like it's like kind of being at like a wedding where like your ex is at and she like brought a new guy like that was literally watching Nick Saban through that which honestly was my favorite part of the yeah he wasn't too happy to be there I was uh I was shocked that he was on the sideline and stuff there's a lot of quality tweets showed yeah uh, yeah the memes were were amazing yeah they're they're perfect a one for sure yeah Um, it's okay Mississippi State lost their bowl game too so yeah, Florida State lost their bowl game as well. Oklahoma lost their bowl game as well, obviously. We, we just really sucked this year for bowl games. Yeah, Boomer Dogs as a show was a bowl game loss. Uh, my Another takeaway was uh, ESPN picked on Oklahoma throughout the entire game. I don't know if you saw that. At one point, so obviously they brought up all the stats of Joe Burrow just absolutely routing Oklahoma. Um, and then at one point they brought up stats of... Uh, Trevor Lawrence routing Oklahoma, which we hadn't even played Clemson. So that was great. I loved that they were showing false stats. And they're like, look at this. I think at one point they were like, look at the stats uh, Trevor Lawrence had against Oklahoma. And I was just sitting there like, wow, we're just going to sit there and pick on Oklahoma for this entire game, which is fine. You know, we deserved it. We absolutely uh, just lost. We just lost. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. There was no bad calls. We just lost. Yeah, I think the most surprising bowl game and bowl game win of the season was definitely Tennessee-Indiana. Tennessee started out losing to Georgia State. You know, they started, I think, 1-4 or 1-3, and, and their only win was against UTC. And then Mississippi State came to town, and it's like Jeremy Pruitt and the Vols flipped a switch, and then they were down huge. They were down. It was 19-1. to 
19 to 6 at one point, and they came back and they just won. So I think that was the best or the biggest bowl game surprise. Yeah, a lot of the bowl games. I mean, the Ohio State-Clemson, uh, I won't sell that game short. That was a great game. Mm-hmm. Clemson came back and won. Uh, I wasn't really attentive to that game because I was so distraught by how bad Oklahoma lost. I kind of just like had to take a walk. Mm-hmm. But the bowl games, other than that, were kind of uh, they're kind of lack lack of daisy this week. I mean, it's not this week, this year. Uh, but I feel like the NFL playoffs kind of made up for that. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, it's a it's a wild, wild west out there in the NFL right now. <laughs> So I do have uh, the the Vegas odds for next year going into the college uh, college football and what they think the college football playoffs will look like. They have Clemson at two and one. I'll go through some of them. Alabama at four and one. LSU's next with nine and two. Ohio State, then Georgia, then Florida, then Auburn and Oklahoma are tied. Notre Dame and Texas are tied and Penn State and Michigan are tied. I think that is disrespect to a lot of teams. I think it's surprising LSU being up there. I just pulled up this tweet. Um, I'll, I'll tweet it out on our Twitter page. Uh, feel free to follow us. Um, it says, Jamar Chase, a sophomore, returning to LSU after Joe Brady, J- Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Grant Delpit, Christian Fulton and Clavion Chasen all leave for the NFL, and it's the Will Smith meme, pretty iconic, um, of him in the empty room. So uh, I think having them that high is a uh, is a little high. It's a little little uh, little up there for me. Yeah, I think next season is going to be crazy. Uh, I mean, they have even Alabama at four and one with Tua Tagovailoa leaving. Uh, I didn't watch too much of their backup. I mean, they don't, they don't really play games towards that time of the year. Um, and they lost to Auburn at that time of the year, too. Uh, to have Oklahoma below Florida uh, and tied with Auburn, I think it's disrespect. I know they're losing Jalen Hurts. They do have, I think his name is, like, how you pronounce it? Like, Rat, Ratter, Ratter, Rattler? Uh, I forget how to pronounce his I name exactly. But uh, they have him. He looks pretty solid. He hasn't played too bad. Uh, to have Texas that high, I think, is uh, outlandish. And that's not just me as an Oklahoma fan saying that. I think having Texas up there is just absolutely out of your mind. And then Michigan up there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where these odds are coming from. Uh, yeah, that Rattler kid, he was on uh, QB1. And he's he was. Out of, yeah, yeah, he was out of Arizona. Yeah. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see how he plays next year because he hasn't played very much. Um but, you know, expecting great things. He was a baller in high school. Let's see if he can keep that up. Yeah, uh, watching him, like, it, was, it was good that he got that year behind uh, Jalen Hurts because that's kind of like the play style that just Oklahoma with the air raid and everything works. So it was a great year for him. And I'm 99.9% sure he does have his red shirt that he used. Uh, so we get some time out of him. So if he does become a successful quarterback – Oklahoma once again will be up there hanging out, but uh, I mean that that is the college football season, and uh, unfortunately, unless some crazy stuff happens, there will be no more college football talks until probably August, maybe July. Maybe uh, we do have some transfer portal people jumping mm-hmm. in. I don't know if you saw the one tweet from the guy with Ole, from Ole Miss. 
he said that he was switching from an Xbox to PlayStation. Yeah. Yep. And someone in Oxford tweeted that he was entering the transfer portal. Yeah. So if we have any more stuff like that, we'll talk about college football. But for now, that is college football wrap-up. And uh, sadly, we are done with college football. Yeah. And as and as uh, new coaches and coaching staffs, and like Cam said, transfer portals come in. We'll, uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, but, yeah. That's it. That's college football. So... Uh, we're on to uh, this week's Who Would Have Thought. Look at us. Huh? Who Would Have Thought? Not me. All right, so my Who Would Have Thought, we're going to go back to college football, which is a hot topic on this show. Um, Penn State, Oklahoma do a lot better than Florida. I think uh, Florida looks good. Uh, I think they look like a solid SEC team. I think they're hanging out up there, and they could have potential to upset some other teams, but I do not think that they that they do as well as other the other teams below them. And I think Texas, Michigan, and Notre Dame in there, I think that's absolutely outlandish. So for my Who Would Have Thought of the Week, Oklahoma, Penn State do far better than Florida. That's that's a that's a solid take right there. Mine actually just broke news about uh, 15, 20 minutes ago um, to college basketball. Mississippi State's coach Ben Howland was fined $25,000 dollars for remarks on officiating talk well we've ha- we've all known uh sec basketball refs are not the best um in the game and that's for sure and if you watched any bit of that game you could definitely tell there were a ton of missed calls not just me saying that as a state fan but i think i think everybody saw that there were some bad calls in there um and usually he's he's not as aggressive um like this uh going to sec and saying you need to get this together. I mean, he's said it in press conferences for the past four seasons. I believe this is his fifth or sixth. Um, so he's been saying it since he's been here. But for him to just go off and get fined apparently $25,000, I think I just did not see that coming. Yeah, no. That is that definitely uh, caught a lot of people off guard and with that, that hot take, too, of the past – 10 minutes before we started filming this yeah, um, or recording this. That was, yeah, that's definitely crazy. Um, with fines, let's bring up, we do have some extra time. We can bring up the uh, MLB scandals. Oh, yeah, yes. We got those hot scandals coming out. Um, Houston with the play call, the well, the pitch stealing, the sign stealing. Mm-hmm. Um, they... Red Sox fans are sweating it a little bit. There's been a little word of that, but media hasn't really grabbed that too much. Um, and then, what was it, Carlos Beltran's like mm-hmm. niece yeah. coming out of the woodworks? Yeah. Like just snitching on her, like everybody? Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, that was like, pretty wild. Where she had the, the, the feeling to say that stuff. But, um, yeah, just that. I mean, that's absolutely insane. Uh, I think uh, Houston... What's sad about Houston uh, is that they lost World Series and were cheating. Yeah, definitely. And they have all that talent, and I don't think they needed to cheat with all of that talent. Um, But, yeah, it is not a big Houston fan. Uh, Not really a big AL baseball. Love baseball. Don't have an AL team. So if you think I should uh, get an AL team, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. (laughs) Sure. what do you think is the right punishment for Houston, though? 
Um, <clears throat> it's not like college football where you get the death penalty. That's true. This is death penalty worthy in college football. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, it's kind of like uh, what the Patriots were doing earlier this season with the Bengals. Yeah. Why the heck do you need to steal the Bengals' play calls? <laughs> they were the worst in the league. Anyway, um, yeah, I think I think they're going to they're gonna be fined. I think – I don't know if this has ever been done, but I think that the MLB should look into – okay, even if you do make the playoffs, you're not eligible for yeah. a number of seasons. Maybe even take away the 2017 World Championship and just say, just so have just have a, a no star next to it. Yeah, like yeah, just something something along those lines. So, um, yeah, I, I, it was crazy. I can't believe that story broke. Um, allegedly, <clears throat> this was another tweet I saw, is that um, some dad – or some girl, her dad was the third base coach of the Mariners, and she tweeted that her dad knew. Uh, at this point, much of, uh, a lot of the MLB teams knew, but she tweeted out that her dad knew, and so he would do fake signs as the third base coach, and that the uh, allegedly the catcher and pitcher were yelling at him, saying, do the right signs. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's like... Um, it like always, it's kind of weird. I don't know why. Maybe it's just like the sports fan in me thinks it's crazy. Um, uh, when you hear the stories of like the people realizing that they're cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, this is, don't quote me on this, but I think it was the Steelers and it was either like, oh, man, I forget who it was. So I don't want to say a name, but someone for the Steelers was saying during the whole spy gate of New England Patriots that, um, they like, they called they called an audible on the defense. They had the defense set up, and then uh, Tom Brady called an audible, and then they had the defense set up again. Tom Brady called an audible again, mm-hmm. like the exact play, and then vice versa when they were on the offensive line. The offensive line called an audible, and then the defense shifted perfectly. And like he said, like at that moment, he like chills ran down my spine because I knew that they knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Like they knew exactly what we were doing. He's like, I didn't know how, but they knew. I knew exactly what they were doing. So like, it's always crazy to me. Like when teams realize, like crap, they have us like figured out, and yeah. it's not like not right, but like it's. And like the thing is, like these leagues are so much bigger than one person that like one person can snitch, but it's like yeah, yeah, sure, 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 whatever. Right. Until like things actually come out, mm-hmm. especially with the NFL. I mean, it is what it is. All right. Getting out of that whole thing, uh, this episode is definitely going to be a lot longer than the first one, uh, but straight into college basketball. Uh, we have five number ones falling, and uh, yeah. and that's, that's and number twos are falling even faster. Uh, we've had uh, Clemson beat uh, North Carolina and Duke back-to-back this year, first time ever. ACC is hot on basketball. We got Florida State number nine. We got Duke floating around there. We got North Carolina floating around there. Clemson's doing great, uh, which is scary because uh, a dual basketball and football school is always scary. Florida State was there in 2013, 2014 area. Um, what do you got for college basketball? Well, uh, first off, earlier this week, Auburn falling to Alabama at Alabama. I think that was huge news. Um, I was. I mean, last year they were really good. Um, obviously, going to the Final Four, not an easy feat. Um, this year, I felt like they might have had a bubble, and I was just kind of waiting for that bubble to burst. And when it did, I did not think that they would lose to their in-state rival. Um, so hey, but at least they won the football game, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that was 
that was a big one. Uh, and then Duke falling again. Uh, that I just was not expecting that. And I know we talked about this last episode, but Alabama, I don't know if you've ever seen their turnout for basketball. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It's so bad. It's so bad. So um, one of my good friends uh, that I used to play water polo with, Fast Fact, used to play water polo. Yes. Uh, he went to Alabama, and he was like on – he's moving to Oklahoma. The correlation is unrelated. Uh, and he's going to go work for their like uh, soccer team out there, Tulsa. Uh, but he took a photo of himself at the Alabama games, like maybe a quick stop in, uh, was it? Um, Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa, thank you. I want to keep saying Tulsa. Uh, <laughs> Tuscaloosa, and he showed the basketball stadium, and it was just empty. Yeah. Like, so that's just disrespectful. Yeah. So, like, for a team <laughs> to upset somebody who, like, it, that is just disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. well, Alabama's I saw— Alabama's basketball sucks. I saw a ton of promotion stuff. Um, for the Auburn game, I think more rivalry games they'll base it. Uh, they'll they'll try to pack it out as much. But you know they played Mississippi State last week, and nobody showed up for that game. Um, I mean, granted they routed us ninety to sixty nine, but you know what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, nobody shows up for those games, and it's it really sucks when you're uh, when you're a team and uh, nobody shows up for your games. Uh, speaking of college basketball, I just want to bring this back. Oklahoma resurrected, resurrected Top Dog, uh, which was a mascot for the basketball teams that ended in 2005. They brought him back for the Kansas game. We still lost, but Top Dog's back. So big news, Top Dog is around. He's a big fluffy here. I'll show you. This is great for the podcast. No one else can see this, but this is Top Dog. He is... Oh yeah, just an animal. Yeah, we'll tweet a picture of, of Top Dog. Yeah, we'll we'll send that out there. So he is back. Um, didn't really help us much, but uh, you know, Florida State basketball is still out there too. There you go. All right, time now for an awesome interview with Blake McLean. Let's dive right into that. Wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. Wait a minute, I tell you, you ain't heard nothing. You want to hear Tootsie? Twit, 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 All right, hold on, hold on. So I'd like to welcome on the podcast uh, my good friend, Blake McLean, uh, Kentucky grad, uh, entrepreneur, just killing it in life right now. Uh, I Blake. So sh- straight up, we're just going to ask you right away, your first time walking onto a field of a Power 5 school like Kentucky, what was that like? Man, it was a, it was a major blessing. Um, I remember my first game um, came out the tunnel. And I was seeing all the fans um, celebrating and cheering. I was like, dang, I'm really here. Uh, it, it's time to ball. So, you know, it, it was a great blessing. And, you know, it was an honor to be able to, you know, play at a Power 5 school and, you know, play in front of all those fans. Yeah, so we, we were looking at uh, your, like the school that you, like, played at. So you played at Florida. Uh, you played at Alabama. You played at LSU. You played at a number 11 Louisville. You played a number one Mississippi State. Uh, what, what was it like playing in some of those games like that where um, there's so much on the line and then you're also at like, I mean, some of these schools are like legendary schools like Alabama, LSU, Florida. These schools are like known for their college football. What is it like playing at like those schools with their home field kind of just rocking? Man, it was, it, it was so surreal. Um, one school that you didn't mention is South Carolina. South Carolina was probably the craziest atmosphere that um, I've been a part of. And, you know, coming out the tunnel, man, uh, the sandstorm, 
everybody's playing the sand, yeah, uh, sandstorm. I don't know if you guys know about the sandstorm. Yeah, yeah. Song. I'm talking about the whole stadium is rocking. And, I mean, that I'm at LSU. Um, by far, my best stadium to ever play in. By far. You said so. You're saying South Carolina? That that was a sleeper. I definitely didn't see that coming. So yes, you're saying for sure. that was kind of led into our next question, for like sure, South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. So you think that was like because you played defense back, right? Did you ever? Did you ever switch it up? I I, I didn't look too much into that. Did you ever switch it up? Or you just play DB the whole time. Um. I, yeah, I played DB the whole time, mostly safety, nickel, and corner. Uh yeah. So you uh. So did like I mean I know defense doesn't change too much, but. Uh, did did like playing in some of these fields change the way you played, or did it did, was it like same thing, same game every time? Yeah, you know, same same thing, same game. Um, you know how we played uh, depending on who we were playing. But the, the fields, the field, um, the atmosphere definitely changed from from team to team. But you know, football's football. You know what I mean? Yeah, dope, bro. So. So, with that being said, right now, you know, just a topical question. You did play against Lamar Jackson, and y'all, y'all did beat Lamar Jackson, the, the big trust, outside the bang. We what, did, we did. So, what, like, playing, like, playing people to that caliber, I mean, especially knowing that they're going to go to the NFL, knowing that they're Heisman candidates, knowing that they're Heisman winners, what, what like, what does that entail, like, Especially being in the defense, like, do you feel more pressure playing in games like that, or is it the same thing, same game? Man, really playing them, you don't really think about it. It's just, you know, your mindset is, uh, you know, I want to make this play. Um, I want to get this win, you know, for my team and for my school. But really playing them, you don't really think about it. Um, after you think about it, you know, watching the game back, whether it's, um, you know, on the TV, the recording, or, or so on, you think about, like, dang, I just played a, a – Heisman Trophy winner, or you know, years to come, it's like, dang, I just played Lamar Jackson. I played Lamar Jackson two years ago, but you know, think about it. You don't really think about it. But um, uh, a funny story about Lamar Jackson is, you know, I, I was at safety and he was uh, he was running a quarterback keeper down the middle, and you know, I don't miss I don't miss too many tackles, you know, I, <laughs> on that, but I, I miss this tackle, and uh, <laughs> I'm on the floor and I look up, I look back actually, and he's seven yards down the field for a touchdown. I was like, damn, he's a real deal. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's, that's one of the only times I was like, damn, this, this guy's a real deal. But, um, you know, I did, I did pick off Lamar Jackson as well. So, you know, you know, that was a good moment as well. Yeah. That was, that was one, one of your third, one of your three in 2016. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What were your other two? Um, one was with New Mexico State, and the other one was with uh, uh, Southern Miss. Uh, so, so that yeah, that kind of like on my end, I definitely remember like watching you and uh, JB playing. I always remember like y'all, y'all pull off some moves. And I'm like, dang, bro, I know these kids. Like that, like on my end, I know, like it would always be like, man, that's kind of cool to know that like these these hometown kids are like out here stunning stuff like that. So I'll, I'll, I'll it, give you that shout, yeah. So now you're now I saw recently you're you're coaching right. Um, I was coaching last year. Uh, I'll probably coach this year as well. Yeah, and then you also got now you're, you're you got an agency working. You got a clothing line. So what what do you what are you doing right now? So um, you know, me and my fiance, soon to be wife, we started a clothing line about 
two and a half years ago. It's called 34 Culture. Basically, uh, we do custom gear. And we started doing custom gear for people like Bud Dupree, play for the Steelers, um, Avery Williamson, play for the Jets. Um, and then we branched off to doing numerous people, Jason Tatum, um, uh, Muhammad Sanu, uh, a bunch of NFL, NBA, high-profile clients that, you know, we make custom hoodies for them. Um, I started doing the agency about a year for different players like Monte Morris, um, Carl Joseph, and so on, and you know, and now I'm CEO of a, a you know, a full-time agent. Got a couple of agents with me as well, doing marketing and branding, and, you know, just, just looking to grow. Have about five clients right now, and, you know, first year, you know, in the whole realm, so, you know, just looking to keep growing. Yeah, and that that's like a different aspect for a lot of players. They appreciate that, like that player to player type thing. I mean, you coming from being a player to now representing players, it, like it's different than like these business guys out here just like trying to trying to make money off of these players. Like you you kind of know like what's best for them. So I, I like I think that's a a cool approach to like what you're doing now. Appreciate it, man. You know exactly. Like you know, I've been in their shoes. I've been in these college players' shoes. Um. I was recruited by agencies as well, you know, for marketing and branding and you know, spectrum. So, you know, I, I know I know what to expect. Uh, um, like I said, not every player has, not every person has been in their shoes to to know, you know, the grind that they have after college and, you know, trying to, that dream is trying to get to the NFL and so on. So, Yeah, man. All right, so uh, we'll kind of wrap up with now that we're ending this college football season. We were talking earlier, um, Florida is expected – Florida right now uh, going into next season is expected to do better than Penn State, Michigan, Auburn, and Oklahoma. Do you think that is true? Okay. Do you think Florida will do better than those teams? Man, uh, you know, I like to recruit have some good players, um, but I don't see that happening. Thank you. Florida's a good team, but Penn State is very, very good. Yeah, Penn State's coming hot. Penn State's on the up and up. You know, I don't see that. Um, And on top of that, man, Florida's our rival, man. We when I was playing, we ain't beat them in thirty years. uh, You know, you went to we went into three overtimes with them. I want to see them lose. (laughs) Yeah, you went you went three overtimes with Florida. Like we did it, and we got cheated as well. So what is it like playing three overtimes? Like that's especially like in college, it's like impact plays, but like you're within like the red zone pretty much the whole time. Like you're almost red yeah, zone. Man. Like that that's gotta be extremely tiring playing three overtimes like that. Yeah, it was tiring too. But you know, we um you know, I don't like to talk about it, but we got cheated. <laughs> we got cheated in the third overtime. We should have won that game, but it's all good. What do you mean you got cheated? In the third overtime, um, the clock ran out, and it was fourth down. Florida had the ball, and it was fourth down. The clock ran out, and they got the conversion, and then they, then they scored and won the game. So that's how everybody who's with the DBA knows uh, we got cheated that year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, college, college football rest be on another level, though. But, hey. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Blake, uh, thanks for this interview, man, uh, being one of our uh, first guests on the show. We appreciate that. Hometown kids, look out for each other, brother. So, thank you. For sure, man. Appreciate you having me on, man. All right, now time for this week's controversial question of the week. 
What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. All right, so for this week's controversial question of the week, is cereal soup? Um, I'm going to say it's its own entity. This, this kind of falls into the same category as is a hot dog a sandwich. I think it's its own entity. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue that there's a broth milk and that there's stuff floating around. If you like like chicken noodle soup, there's chicken and noodles, obviously. Um, so I guess you could argue it, but I, I don't like to think that cereal is soup, and I think it's its own entity. All right, so I agree with you. So this week's controversial question of the week is going to be a little bit easier. Um, because definition of a soup, it's a liquid dish typically made by boiling meat, fish, or vegetables. And then, or another one, a substance or mixture perceived to resemble soup in appearance or consistency. So that one, second definition, we get a little fishy on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it's so entity because then we start to talk about like the difference between burritos and wraps. Right. Those kind of get a little uh, fishy in those aspects. But I think uh, cereal... Within itself, unless your cereal is like meat floating in sauce, <laughs> is not uh, is not by any means soup. No, yeah. not at all. So I think that that cuts this controversial question of the week early. That's all we have for you this episode. Make sure you go check out Blake's website at thirty four culture dot com. That is three four culture dot com. And check out our Twitter at BoomerDogs underscore show. Rest in peace, college football. See you next episode. So can animals. You don't change, you don't switch up for show. You ain't lose me in the summer.